Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy, EJ Smith, and this is the Breakfast for Dinner podcast. We talk about sports such as soccer, UFC, and everything in your day-to-day lives from breakfast to dinner. Now, UFC 252. It was an amazing card. It was amazing. It was really good. Um, Let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Kamaka versus Kelly. It was a unanimous decision. Um, 29-28 all around. Uh, Kamaka was displaying really good striking against Kelly. He did, but Kelly did turn up. He did come off strong in the in the second and third round. He did come off strong within the first few minutes, but Kamaka was just too much for him. He was definitely hitting, hitting you know, doing punches in bunches, as they say. Um, definitely um, doing wonderful combos. Um, and I think in the second round, um, he got kneed in the nuts. So, I mean, he didn't take a point away. The ref didn't take a point away, but it was still, you know, oof. Still like a little, a, a, a holdup in the play, I guess you can say. Um, but shout out to uh, Kamaka for getting the dub, man. Just putting in work. Um, Dacus, Chris Dacus, the next fight, Chris Dacus versus Parker. Porter. Now, let me tell you something about this Parker Porter guy. He weighed in. This is a heavyweight bout, guys. He weighed in, I think, what, 264.5? Just under the limit. 264, 263. Just under the limit. Because if it was 266, he wouldn't have fought. I'm talking about he looked big. He he was a big boy. I'm talking about titties jumping everywhere. You know, they were they were <laughs> they were bouncing, man. They were they were out. The girls were out today. Um no, nah, but uh uh I don't know, man. He just looks super slow. He doesn't look like he he needs he really needs to lose some weight if he wants to be good in this division because that's just too big. You can't be 264. You can't be almost 300 pounds. You really can't. Um, Chris Dacus, I know his younger brother. I think his younger brother, I think, is in the UFC already. I forgot his name, but he's a Dacus, obviously. Um, but no, Chris Dacus displayed wonderful striking. Um, he definitely hit him with a flurry of punches. I'm talking about he stunned him. It was a, I think it was a right hook, and then he hit him with the right, hit him with another uh, uh, left, right, left, right, left, right, and then he was up against the cage, and as Porter as Porter was falling down, he need him, he need him, and then he got the KO win. So uh, Chris Dawkins won by KO. Um, it was literally uh, in the first round. And there was 32 seconds left. It was a minute and 22. Um, it was 30 seconds left. That was really good. Uh, the next fight, Ashley Spider Monkey Yoder. With a name like that, you better go crazy. Okay? Ashley Yoder 
Um, not gonna lie, she's pretty cute, but that's all she has. It seems like it looks like she's gonna have the Paige Van Zant syndrome, if you know what I mean. Um, no, she um she was she's she was real lengthy. It was it was uh Ashley Yoder versus uh Souza, um a Brazilian. Um, Ashley Yoder was five seven. And I think Souza is literally five one, or five five four, or five three, because me I'm five ten, and I was like, whoa, she this is a real height difference. I'm like, this is like John Jones versus Comier. But let me tell you something, Souza, she got in close, got her hits. Um, it was pretty interesting because Yoder, she grappled with her she doesn't seem very strong she was she was hitting with punches but it didn't seem like it had that oomph it didn't seem like it had that power um she was definitely again hitting with shots but there was no power to it you know um i know precision beats power in some cases not all some cases but again she was she, she just doesn't look like she had either, pretty pretty much. Um, but no, Yoder was grappling Souza, and she went straight for it. Was kind of weird. She went straight for a a rear naked choke. She got her back standing up, and then she went for a rear a standing rear naked choke. And then you know Souza slipped her to the ground. They were on the ground for a little bit, scuffling, you know. And um, yeah, that was that. It wasn't it wasn't really too much of that. Uh, Souza won unanimous decision. And uh, it was 29-28 all around. Um, she, she, won, she won all three rounds. Uh, the next fight, Brown. Uh, TJ Brown versus Danny Chavez. Let me tell you something about Brown. Brown is a warrior. He's a fighter, okay? He, he is relentless, and he does not give up. But Chavez, man, Danny Chavez, he's a different beast. He's a different beast. He's a different animal, okay? Um. Yeah, no. Chavez was making quick work. Even though this went unanimous decision to to, uh, Chavez, it he just put on a striking clinic. The leg kicks really was affecting Brown. He hit him with one or two good leg kicks, and some of them he slipped and fell down. I thought I was watching Jose Aldo for a second. I was like, wait, whoa, whoa. Am I watching Jose or am I watching Chavez? And it was his debut. This was his UFC debut. Um, he did really good. Striking amazing. Um, and then I think he took him down in the final few uh, seconds of the third round, which solidified it, you know. He's going to be a problem. Uh, I, gotta, I forgot what weight class he's in. Um, oh, he's in featherweight. Oof, featherweights. Watch out, man. Because Danny Chavez is coming for you. Um, but yeah, no. Really good work. Really good. Um, so I'm looking at my computer right now. And 52 total strikes. 52. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's kind of different. Whoa, whoa, I'm looking at it right now. If, if Chavez has 52 total strikes. And Brown has 59. That's pretty interesting. But I, I tell you this right now, though. The stats 
look weird that I'm looking at, but when I was watching it, Chavez was dominating. He was, you know, he was he was he was the better striker, I would say. Even though he did land more strikers, more strikes, Brown. Excuse me. Um Chavez again was the better striker. It just seemed like. Um we go to the next fight. Now let me tell you about this. Felice Heretic or uh Herrick versus uh, ooh, I'm gonna botch this name. Jan Daroba. Ooh, actually that was perfect. No, Her- Herrick uh versus Jan Daroba. Um or I'm sorry, versus uh yeah, Jan Daroba. She was really good. Um literally within the first round, they 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 touched gloves. Uh Jan Daroba went for the takedown, was very dominant, hitting hitting her shots in half guard. Uh, or she was in full guard, then she transitioned to half guard, and she kept transitioning. And then Felice, they were scrambling a little bit, and then uh, Janitoba got the armbar, made quick work, quick work of her submission. So shout out to her. Um, uh, uh, Felice Herrick was was definitely ranked in this. She was number fifteen, so I'm pretty sure they just swapped. They switched spots. Um, Jim Miller. Versus uh, the next fight, Jim Miller versus uh, uh, Pitchell. That was a good one. The unanimous decision went to um, Pitchell. They were definitely, it was like rock'em, sock'em in there, man. They were just throwing it. They were just throwing haymakers, you know. Um, But shout out to Pitchell, unanimous decision. And then we get to the main god. Uh, Dotson versus uh, the little Chevy. Um, I, I definitely botched that name, by the way. Uh, Dotson, I don't know, man. He was decent in the Ultimate Fighter, but I feel like he was just very high energy. You know what I mean? He fell off for me. He he just hasn't been what he was supposed to be. Like when he came out of the Ultimate Fighter, people thought, "Oh, okay, this flyweight's a serious problem. He's good." Yeah, no. Um. Homeboy definitely made good work of him. He was he was sprawling in the clinch. He was uppercuts, knees in the clinch, and and Dotson had didn't know what to do. He really didn't know what to do. Um, he was trying, but you know nothing happened. And then we have uh, our next fight: Burns versus uh, Pineda. That was good as well. Um, I kind of feel bad for Burns because he lost it. Um, he was. Doing uh, so well with his uh, ground game. He actually, he actually. So I give the first round to Pineda, I think, and the and you know, uh, I think I think he got him in the second round. It was it was TKO. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely the second round. But so I would give the first round to Burns. He was definitely he took him to the ground and he was you know hitting shots and. Um, tra- transitioning very well. Try to go for a submission here and there, but you know it didn't work. But uh, that second round though, when Burns went for the takedown, he got it. Burns got the takedown against Pineda, and again I thought, okay, well, is it going to be another first round where he just transitions, hitting him with punches in the in the in the in the in the full guard in the half guard, you know? But Pineda does so good. Dan Pineda does so does so good on this. He switched the transition. And then 
out of a blink of an eye, he gets on top of Burns. And he starts wailing on him. I'm talking about he even gets him in the crucifix. And I felt so bad for Burns because he did so good in the first round and in the beginning of the second. And then Pineda just flips it. He flips the script. He flips the script. And then he puts him in the crucifix and just starts wailing on him with the right hand. And I've been in the crucifix before. And and it's not pretty. It's not fun. When somebody gets you in that, especially if they're putting all their weight on you and you can't move. And, And when I was watching it, he was exerting more energy trying to get out. And unfortunately, the ref had to stop it. Unfortunately. Uh, the next, the next fight was actually a really good one. Gio De Santos versus um, uh, uh, Rosenstruck, Rosenstrike. Really good fight. Um, the tensions were high. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody threw a punch in the first round. Um, no, 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 no. no. I, I take that back. There was a few punches thrown. A couple of them connected. Um, Rosenstrike was looking for the counter punch. He was looking for um, Santos to go in there wildly. But for some reason, Santos said, you know what? I respect your power. I'm not going to go in wild because I know you can knock me out. But in the second round, guess what happens? He got knocked out. <laughs> he got knocked out. Um, Rodney Strike hit him with a, a pretty right hand to the jaw. And um, he backed up to the cage and said, backed up to the cage and uh, he was hurt. He was visibly hurt. You, you saw that. And then what does Rosenstrike do? do what, is, what does he do when he smells blood in the water? He attacks. And that's exactly what he did. He smelt blood in the water and he attacked. And it was a TKO in the second round. Clean work. Um, Rosenstrike. I like him as a fighter. He's a big boy, too. He's big. That, I mean, I guess that's why his name is Big Boy, his nickname. But, um, yeah, no, he made uh, good work of Santos, good striking. Um, even though he did lose against uh, Francis Ngannou, I feel like, um, I mean, Francis Ngannou is like another, another beast. He's a whole different animal. That's... Uh, that's literally, if you think about it, that's literally 6'4". He's 6'4", and that's just African steel right there. That's not, or titanium or something. That's not no fiberglass, I'll tell you that. Literally 6'4", African steel. Um, he, again, he's a different beast. But uh, Rosenstruck, Rosenstrike, he has, he has it in him. He has that, that dog in him. And I feel like he's... Um, Ready to get back on the horse. Uh, I feel like with that one loss, he, he. I feel like when you're undefeated, when you get that loss, it's how you cope with that loss, right? Because Ronda Rousey, when she lost again, when she lost for the first time, you know, she she was devastated. She took what almost two years off, a year, two years off, and she was not the same. Came back. Was not the same at all. So it's all about how you handle that first loss. If you're undefeated, you don't know how no don't know what it is to, to lose. You don't know how it feels to lose, you know? So 
shout out to Rose Strike. He he's definitely a warrior, man, and he he took that loss well, and he didn't let him he didn't let that loss um, take over take over his 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 mental take over his body, man, because you know that can really mess up a fighter. You know, if you're known to win and then you lose, you know, so really good on Rosen Strike. And then the next fight, Sean O'Malley versus Marlon Chito Vera. This was a interesting fight. The end, the end of it was very controversial at first. At first, from, from first glance, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, wow. Well, we need a rematch. But when I saw it again this morning, guys, I saw the fight again this morning. I replayed it. And I, I looked at it. Vera deserved that win. I'm going to repeat myself. Marlon Chito Vera deserved that win. And let me tell you why, guys. The first round... They were filling each other out. Um, you know how it is. It's a little stand, it's a little Mexican standoff. And then Chito Vera throws a leg kick. And it hits the back of Sean O'Malley's knee. And immediately he switches stance. O'Malley switches stance, and I'm like, wait. He just switched stance. Is something wrong with that leg? And he was and if you look closely at that fight, when at the point of impact when Vera kicked Sean O'Malley in that knee, on the right knee, on the back of the knee, he switches stances. He's he 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 puts he curls he curled his foot. He, it's like he could have put weight on the foot. It's like he could have put weight on his back foot. He literally curled his foot, his, his toe, and was standing on his toe, on his toes. It was kind of weird, actually. Um, he was fighting, and, and honestly, it seemed like he wasn't comfortable switching stances. Is he a one-trick pony? I don't know. Um, but no, he switched stances. He couldn't put weight on that foot. And he was doing a lot of feints, too, that I noticed. Omai was doing a lot of feints uh, uh, prior to um, that leg kick that Vera gave him. And then um, they were squaring off in the middle of the cage, and he did a fake, and then it buckles. He rolls his ankle. He rolls his ankle, and I think his knee just buckled. And I and Vera backed up, you know, sniffed, sniffed his nose a little bit, and I think he knew. I think he knew, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got this in the bag. I'm about to get this check. All right. Um, he definitely uh, uh, saw that O'Malley was hurt. He was in pain. And he went for a takedown. He successfully got the takedown because of, you know, not only of his leg or his knee, I'm sorry, but he rolled his ankle. Now, I don't think that ankle's broken. Hopefully not, hopefully it's not broken. Um, but you can definitely see he was in pain. But Vera took him down, and he gave him, uh, 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 in full guard, this is all in full guard, a right straight, a straight right, and then an elbow. 
a mean elbow to the temple. And then Herb Dean said, okay, he's in pain. I, I, he grabbed immediately as soon as he hit that, as soon as he hit that elbow shot. Um, you can definitely see that O'Malley was in pain, so he stopped it early. People say, oh, that was the early stoppage. Why he didn't let him? No, he's in pain, dude. The, the, the main thing about these refs, you have to protect your fighter. That's why Mario Yamasaki is in Brazil somewhere without a job. Because he didn't protect the fighters. Oh, no, no, no. I wanted them to fight like warriors. I wanted them to fight like warriors. No, 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 no. They're, they're human beings at the end of the day, man. You have to protect them. Um, so, that's what happened. And, but one thing I didn't like about Chito Vera, I didn't like the fact that he was downplaying it and saying, oh, I mean, I don't know. It's a flip of the coin. Because, like, I mean, if I was in a fight and I saw my opponent physically hurt by something, if I see him roll their ankle and I... See, I don't think he saw him roll his ankle, but I'm, he saw something was wrong. If I saw him limping, I'm like, okay, I'm taking this guy out. I don't know. Some people are going to say, oh, he he rolled the wave. and Because let me tell you something. The man, Veda was talking spicy after the match. He was talking about Sean O'Malley's podcast. He was talking about he derailed the train. He was talking about it's, it's the Chito uh, show instead of the, the sugar show. Uh man, he was talking spicy, and um, but overall that was a really good fight, man. That was a really good one. I can't complain on that. Um, what will Sean O'Malley do? How will he handle the fact of being um? What do you call it? How would he handle that loss? Again, that's what I'm saying. He was undefeated before he came in here. How is he going to, you know? But shout out to Chito Vera. Um, that, he goes from uh, to six winning streak. That's a, that's a six win streak right there. Um, he, I'm telling you, man, I told you all this before, once before. The bantamweight division is no joke. And, and Frank Yeager's going to fight in a few weeks. Actually, probably, what? What's today's date? 16th? He's fighting in a few weeks. It's going to be interesting. I forgot who's... I think he's fighting Munoz, I think. That's going to be really good. Um, but yeah, uh, shout out to... I'm not going to discredit uh, Chito Vera. He's a good fighter, man. And then we have the main one. The big kahuna. Stipe Miocic. Versus Daniel Comier. It was a battle, man. Uh, this was one for the books. This fight literally determined the best heavyweight of all time. People say that Brock Lesnar is the best heavyweight. People, some some people may even say that Frank uh, 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 Frank Mir is the best heavyweight. I mean, me personally, I don't think so. But man, it was a good fight, man. Uh, there was. A <laughs> Unfortunately, there was a lot of eye pokes. I feel like some were intentional, some weren't. Uh, but one in particular eye poke that stood out to me was when Stipe, I think it was incidental, but he definitely poked the shit out of Dan Comier's eye to the point where 
he has a torn cornea. He literally, he literally was in between rounds saying, hey, I can't fucking see. I can't fucking see. I, I can't fucking see on my left eye. I really can't. And, um, but here's the, here's the thing. He was, he was saying that it was the eye poke that messed him up and that, 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 that deterred him from, from fighting and seeing. No, 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 buddy. That was those right hooks that you were eating. That was those right straights that you were eating that you didn't, that you didn't block. So I think me personally, my, my interpretation from this fight I think his eye was fucked up before that eye poke, that uh, <laughs> that gouging eye poke uh, that 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 Stipe did on him, man. Um, no, he was definitely uh, I mean, an amazing fight, man. Uh, uh, Daniel Cormier in the first round rocked him a little bit. I thought he Daniel Cormier had it, and then guess what? Second round, third round. Stipe was just hitting him with the body shots. Rocked him, actually, I think in the third, third, third or fourth round. I can't remember. Rocked him to literally, the, the ref almost stopped it. He almost stopped it. But knowing Dan Cormier's resiliency, he, you know, him being, you know, a, a tough son of a bitch, he didn't give up. But uh, nonetheless, and still, so... Shout out to uh, Dan Cormier. He's an amazing heavyweight champion. Um, he will go down as one of the best to ever do it, the best to step into the octagon. Um, he's going to go into the Hall of Fame. Um, he, he's, he's what? He's one of four people that won two, two belts, right? Henry Cejudo, Nunez, Dan Cormier, and Conor McGregor. Yep, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, shout out to him, man. He he's he's literally one of the goats. But Stipe, man, he is the goat. He is the goat of the heavyweight division. Um, now what's going to be inter- interesting is Francis Ngannou. He is hungry. And he wants that belt. He's licking his chops right now. Oh, he was, I bet you he was so happy for Stipe to win so he can get another shot. They're definitely going to do a Stipe and, and Francis Ngannou too. The second fight. They're going to do a second one. They have to. They got to run it back. Because um, in the first fight, Francis Ngannou, Knowing the knowing the fighter that he is, he ran in there wildly. Don't get me wrong, he is he is a brute force. He is a brute force. But sometimes he runs in there a little wildly. And <laughs> Stipe had been running running the game in the heavyweight for a minute. Even before Daniel Cormier came in, uh, moved up to heavyweight, because he couldn't beat John Jones. Even before that, he was running that heavyweight division. So he he's seen it before. All power coming in wildly. And he stuck him with a few straights. And he knocked him out. TKO. So they're definitely going to run it back. Uh, I'm, down, I'm pretty sure Francis Ngannou is. If you don't learn, learn from your mistakes, there's something wrong. So just just like Rosenstrike, he learned from his mistakes, you know, when he fought Francis. So 
It's 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 gonna be a good it's gonna be a good time. It's 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 a good time for mixed martial arts. We have a lot of good fights coming up, man. A lot of good fights. September nineteenth, Woodley um versus uh 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 Kobe Covington. That's gonna be a good one. Uh we got uh Khabib versus uh Gaethje. That's gonna be a good one. Edgar versus Munoz. We got a lot to look up to, man. I can't wait. But UFC 252, man, was amazing. Uh, it did live up to the hype. Those two, those two fighters, man. Those two heavyweights, amazing fighters, amazing human beings, and um, they will both be in the Hall of Fame when they are done. But that's all I have for you guys, man. Um, that's my recap. That's my thoughts on it. Shout out to all the fighters that won. Oh, and another thing too. Another thing that I didn't men- mention. I think I think Burns, when Burns fought uh, Pineda, Burns was, uh, he missed weight. So Pineda, he, he got a win bonus. And also he got 20% of Burns' purse. He got his money. So shout out to Daniel Pineda for securing the bag. He secured the bag. All right. But yeah, that's all I got for you guys, man. This is the Breakfast for Dinner podcast. I'm your host, EJ Smith. Peace.